my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. You are about to listen to another episode. An episode not only of sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land of imagination. Next stop, 88 miles per hour podcast. Chelsea, Max, and Sanch were your average podcast hosts who decided to record an episode But luck would have it that this would not be a normal episode, because in this episode, they review The Twilight Zone, the movie. Okay, you do it. Alright. Let me know when you're recording, son. We've been recording. Ah, shoot. Alright. Three, three, two, one. Hey, 80s fans. This is Max, and I'm joined with... He's just laughing at me. Screw you. You know what it is, dude? I go back to YouTube Weekly. That's oh. What, I, get, I get into YouTube Weekly mode with that. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I laugh because I'm, I want these guys to intro the show. I, I don't want to intro anymore. So it's kind of funny hearing Max try to intro the show because <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly, you would think it's easy, it's basic, but it's not. Like, trust me, you just think like, oh, you know, I could do that. But for some reason, the moment that it starts recording, you see that red light. Yeah, you know, they struggle. So, let, you know, so at least Max was trying to intro, so I'll let him go back to it. But there we go, ladies and gentlemen, their intro. It sounds so late, dude. <laughs> like, you just like... Put on your big boy pants. That's just what you said to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Stop being like, a baby. And good now you're like, okay, we're going to take away the pampers, and we're going to try it again. You know, thanks. <laughs> yes. The My pampers. self-esteem is a, a, a zero right now. Yes. So if you want, please send <laughs> Care to 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Send your huggies to Max. <laughs> uh, they have to have sloth on it, though. Yes. That or pull-ups. You know, little... Uh, so yeah, so all right, ladies and gentlemen, so go ahead, take it away, Max. Welcome to the 88 miles per hour podcast. <laughs> My name is Max, and with me for the very first time that we are together is the lovely... It's me, Chelsea. Yeah. Hey, I'm Satch, ladies and gentlemen. That took forever, but I've been here the whole time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, monotone <laughs> Max right here, introing us in. <laughs> this is the new intro yes. for Welcome. the episode. Yes. <laughs> so how how you guys been? What's going on? Good. Doing good. It's hot, though. It is oh, my gosh. Hot. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're not from California, Southern Cali or anything, we are extremely hot over here. We're not enjoying any form of fall. Are we in the fall? No, no. no we're mm, like one more week is fall. See, but I. Remember- but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into my fall mood. I'm trying to enjoy my pumpkin spice yeah, and everything. But you can't, and it's too hot to enjoy right? my pumpkin flavors. It's weird because when it comes to pumpkin flavored, like it, it's it's cold weather type of flavor. Yeah. 
and I can't. Like I'm like I don't want pumpkin bread. Like no, it's too good. But too I do much. it anyway. Uh, I'm not. I'm not enjoying it. Enjoying it like you know as much as I could be with it being cooler. But I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get pumpkin flavored stuff. That's not gonna hold me back. I swear. Been- you better not be wearing a freaking sweater, you nerd. Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> no, dude, I see. Oh, no. Okay, so I uh, I help. At this uh, at this park and serving uh, food to mostly homeless people, and there's this guy who always wears three sweatshirts on, and oh. it's like a perka oh on this last God. one. He always wears it, and he's a big dude too. And he's just sweating and sweating, Ooh. and he's just like you know happy go lucky. I'm just like, why? Oh, I get <laughs> real grumpy. He looks like an Eskimo, like straight up. He's got like, <laughs> long hair. He's got dark skin. I, I think yeah. he's he's an Eskimo. <laughs> Probably. But why? Oh my gosh! Like even then, like it's like, I mean, I I understand, you know, like not not cracking wise here, but I understand like at night, like they could be wearing sweater because that's all they have, right? But why would you during the day in the heat? You know, especially since they don't have easy access to water. Like I don't know, I don't understand it. Why they would wear sweaters instead of just carrying it around? I don't know. Yeah. Then again, yeah. Chelsea, you wear sweaters at the random oh, times. Yeah, I do. I do because it's. <laughs> It's a fashion statement. I mean, I just want to be cool and wear a jacket, but you're like, it's too hot for You're that. rebelling towards the weather. You're like, oh, yeah? You, yeah. It's hot? I'm going to wear a sweater. I, I want to, like, wear my leather jacket, but <laughs> it is way too hot for that. No, I, straight up the, what was it, yesterday, I posted on Instagram, I can't remember the last time I've seen my own breath because it was so cold. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Right? Yeah. But you can see the heat, like, you know, rising from buildings and things like that. <laughs> you could you could crack an egg on the ground and go. <laughs> you could, yeah, make some scrambled eggs on your sidewalk. I actually did that on our football field because it was turf and it was ten degrees hotter, and we put an egg on the turf and it freaking melted within two, or it it started to cook in two minutes. Oh, wow. I always wanted to do that. That's cool. Well, but, yeah, turf. I Surface know. of the sun. I know there is some fans out there uh, that are listening to in Canada, so I know they're they're chill right now. They're hey, cool. you listening? Eh? Yeah, hey, yeah. Take I mean, <laughs> yeah, we got you know we it's it's crazy. I, I just want to. I, I guess you know. It, I mean, it's I guess it's a shout out. Um, a shout out to Canadians. But no, all the fans that listening worldwide, like it's so crazy. Like our second biggest, like. Aside from like North America, but our our second biggest fan base is out of Germany. That oh, makes sense. Cool. There's a lot of geeks in Germany, dude. Oh, Those really? Are hardcore Trekkies. Oh, Earth. dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So there you Guten go. Tag. So, so shout out Guten to Tag. you. Yes, Guten Tag. <laughs> Deutschland. Yes. <laughs> Hans. Love you, Deutschland. Hans Christian Andersen. <laughs> you know, nice Christian name. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We just offended everybody. Right? Oh, I know. Definitely. Well, I mean, we're talking about the burbs, so maybe, you know, maybe they like the ball, yeah. but they were murderers in the burbs. Yeah. They made That's the Germans they... Hey, dude. Yeah, they yeah. made the Germans evil. <laughs> so, yeah. we, love our, we love our German fans. Yes, we do. Yeah. We, we love you all from all around the world. Um, yeah, they're, they're seriously, they're everywhere. So we have a huge fan base everywhere. So a big shout out to you guys. Cool. So speaking of shoutouts, let's get into shoutouts. Okay. <laughs> he just laughs. <laughs> First shoutout I have. That's funny. 
Because we're not professional like the Brothers Beer podcast. She is, yeah, I no, guess. Because, oh, we get laughed at over here. Because you could literally just continued going, like, well, you know. I'm waiting I mean, for the song to go, dude. I pause. So no, the song. I, I, well, I, you know what? You, I mean, you're technically you are correct because, but it's funny because you, I like instead like we could have just went with it and then I could have added the song even beforehand where it would have worked out but you're like speaking of shout outs it's time for the shout outs like, <laughs> well, I paused I was thinking ahead dude I, that, see, at, least, at least you were working on that but you could have easily said speaking of shout outs I got some more shout outs like it, you could have just went with it but instead you well, it's just kind I'm of funny like no, it's nothing about being pro every Monday it's on just... iWrite Radio for Brothers Bear Podcast <laughs> with <laughs> it's just because I know afterwards Chelsea's going to be yelling be like where are you guys right <laughs> once we get out, trust me, people, Chelsea gets crazy once we're off the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyways, go, go back to your shout out. All right, my first shout out goes to the Optimism. What is this? Opt? Yeah, Optimism Club. Sorry, I butchered your podcast. But um, it's a podcast of comics, movies, video games, toys, Kind of sounds like the Brothers Bear podcast. Hey, a bunch of plugs in, huh? Yeah. Uh, but the reason why they get the shout out is because yesterday I uh, I put this, um, what is it? Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was super awesome. cool. So, like, I found it. You know, I I didn't really watch Third Rock from the Sun that much. Like, a couple yeah. episodes here and there, but I didn't I follow it. it. But I, I saw this clip online because it related to um, – the movie we're going to talk about later, and I had a geek moment because it's a pretty obscure reference for just like normal TV. So I just I loved it, and uh, this podcast uh, was the first one to get the reference, so they get a shout out. So oh, check them out. Yeah, I forgot that. That was a did. perfect little video, by the way. That was hilarious. I, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that was great. I liked it. So that's my shout out. Optimism Club. Cool. You got any shout outs, Chelsea? I do not, unfortunately. I have no shout-outs. Sorry. That's okay. No shout-outs for you. Yeah. So, yeah. sorry, guys. Just, uh, uh, once again, big shout-out to all the fans listening and who have just been, you know, the ones that have been leaving comments, but, um, comment, comments on us. But please go to our iTunes. I know you guys made us new and noteworthy. I, ta- I actually, I, Chelsea, did we bring this up on the last episode? Yeah, we talked about being uh, new and noteworthy. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so, again, big thanks. But please make sure you're rating us, leaving comments and reviewing us on iTunes. But, I mean, that's basically it for any form of shout-outs. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think, you know, uh, we got the shout-outs out of the way. So, I think we should just go on with I do. Show. I do have an update, though. Ooh, update. I have an I have an update. Um, if you listened, if you listened to our last podcast, I did mention that um, I've been frequenting uh, frequenting um, Target quite often oh, lately, and okay. um, and uh, I, I was talking about how there were school supplies and there wasn't Halloween stuff yet. Well, good news, the pencils are gone, <laughs> and candy and skulls, Bam. and all the good Halloween stuff is at Target. So don't worry, it's there. There you go. That's so true. I saw that today because I had to go buy because I realized they sold beer at Target. So I figured like, oh, I have that 
you know, the card, the target card, where I'll get 5% off. Yeah, the red card. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I had to I want to know all about the red card. <laughs> I'm sorry, do you sound like a straight-up alcoholic? I know <laughs> I do. Like, I got to get my 5% off, you know? Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not going to – All of this is going to be going down the drain because it's for the cosplay for this weekend at Long Beach. Uh-oh. What? So yeah. So. <laughs> What'd you get? Coronas? No, no they're Coors the Light because I needed silver oh. ones. I needed for the Chewy character, so I needed. Some... Are they gonna get the uh, t- what's it, Tecate? Well, last I'm at Tecate because those were the only ones I could find that were silver. But oh. I wanted pure silver because you know how he wears that silver strap, the belt. So because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's an ammunition belt that Chew Chewbacca wears, right? I think it's a badge. A badge. A badge. I think it's. It's not ammunition, dude. Well, he has a crossbow. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he... Maybe it's, he, maybe it's, it's a, a utility belt. You know what? I mean, I if it's a utility, like utility belt, regardless, there, there's a bunch of silver cases. I feel cases. terrible right now that I don't actually know this answer. Because there are a bunch of silver cases, right? All about across his belt. So instead of silver cases, I use uh, can, silver cans of beer. I'm looking it up. All right, he's looking it up. But yeah, Chelsea, I agree with you. Halloween stuff is up, so... You know, just remember yeah. anything it's can a, happen it's on Halloween. Here. Anything can happen on Halloween. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Your dog oh, could yeah. turn into a cat. You're right. Or a cat. Yeah. Has anybody seen my tambourine? <laughs> and there's probably a frog in my bass guitar. <laughs> and your sister could turn into a bat. Your hair could turn green. Yeah. <laughs> and your blood can begin to boil. I'm totally not in this conversation. <laughs> uh, it's you, an ammo ammo belt. I see ammunition belt. Yeah, you're right. Ah, that, that's it. Show's over, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. We should do a whole episode of Tim Curry movies from the 80s. Just be, all Tim Curry. That'd be great. I love him. Dude, we should. Um, for sure, we're going to do The Worst Witch. But real quick, update yeah. again. Let's do update. do 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 Update from Sam. Yeah. Um, it was from the birds. We did the birds last week, but the one thing that, that really... Um, I had a question on something. Uh, how, like, they never gave a timeline as to how long they were living there at the house, huh? Mm-mm, not really. I actually have never seen the movie. What? Oh, my gosh, the movie yes. is so good. Joe Dante, man. And I didn't, uh, and I haven't listened to it so, I'm a spinner on all counts. Oh, my God. Yeah, because, like, the one thing is what's weird is that they treat them like they're new neighbors. But they, I don't even know what I was going. Because I, I had it so planned out what I was going to bring up. And I just lost it. So, whatever. If I bring it up, if I remember, I'll bring it up. But anyways, all right. I'll, I'll throw it right back at you guys. All right. So, uh, I have a game review that I really want to share today. All right. And here's Santos laughing at me again. <laughs> it's because, like, but, I, th- I throw it back at you. Like, if we were playing basketball and I toss the ball at you guys, I figure one's like, get the ball, boom, boom, and start dribbling and make the shot. But when I throw it back, you guys both stay quiet. Like, who goes, what do we do? I'm, 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 I'm the kid who looks down at the floor and just dribbles in circles. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm I'm not, I'm not even on the court, you know, so I don't yeah. even know what's happening. Yeah, you're just you're just on the sidelines, like waiting. To... Where's the court? But yeah. to be fair, <laughs> but to be fair, like this is the first time I've ever talked to Chelsea. 
Yeah. So, so <laughs> this is like the first like like I, I met her like maybe an hour ago. Yeah. So to be but we're old friends now, right? Yeah. It's totally, totally natural. Everything is yes. totally normal. This is good. Of course. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So and back this, to the game review. This so. is the first <laughs> real quick, Max, we just have to point out, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time all three of us are together recording. Yeah, too. Yeah, that's so true. yeah, so this is a big episode for us. So yeah, take it away, Max. All right. So uh, I was thinking about you know which game I want to review. I was looking at my collection, and I was like, eh, I wasn't really feeling that. I was trying to fit you know the theme with with the movie that we're going to review. Yes. Not feeling it, you know. So I was like, all right. So then I did it. I did. I did it. I did some research, and I was just like looking at a couple, uh, couple games, like weird games. I I typed in weird games, and actually, I've never heard of this game, but it's called Urban Champion. It's um, it's from 1986. But dude, this is this has got to be one of the worst Nintendo games ever made, and that's saying a lot. I'm looking at it uh, right now. I mean, <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. It, it's okay. So usually I'm, I'm not, I don't like doing simulators or anything like that, but I didn't have the game. So I played it online and literally the game is this. There's two guys and they're facing in front of a building and there's one guy in red pants and another guy in green pants. They look exactly the same, just their color. Oh, okay. I know this game. Friends. So there's two buttons, right? Just like every Nintendo game. One button is like a super punch, and then the other one is like a soft punch. So literally all you do is, it's like King of the Hill. You just try to knock them out of the screen, right? <laughs> all you're doing is knocking out of the screen. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it, it right now, dude. That's if hilarious. You lose, if you lose or if you get knocked out of the screen three times, you get punched into a hole, like a manhole. <laughs> that's it. That's the game. So and literally, that's, that's the image. That's the image. The urban champion is the image. Is when he gets punched into the hole. But it gets better. It gets better. So these guys are fighting, right? And and the hit detection is terrible. There's no strategy in this freaking game. You're just pressing buttons. Um, there's people above the buildings um, being a holes and dropping uh, pots of, of, fl- of flowers and stuff on that person. And if you get hit, you're, like, stunned, and you lose stamina. Oh, so there's yeah. Like this, there's, like, this stamina, right? And then you yeah. lose stamina, and there's a time limit. And then this is the stupidest part. So the cops roll by, right? And literally both characters just stop, and they <laughs> look the other way, and they look so dumb. I'm like, what? What, what is this? Oh, and then, um, yeah, and then you freaking, like, so the winner punches the other person, they fall in the hole, and then that person just is in there, in the hole. And then there's a lady who, like, throws confetti on the winner, and then the <laughs> winner, like, does this stupid pose, like, I'm the winner, and puts her thumbs <laughs> in the air. And that's the yeah. game. That's literally the game. Oh, no levels, no nothing. That's Urban Champion. But what's funny is it's kind of like, you know how there's, like, <laughs> movies, there's, like, bad movies, but they're, like, yeah. kind of popular? Yeah. This is games it's like an occult game so it's so, pretty popular it, it it's got a, a weird sense? following it's got a weird following okay so like some like people just know it's bad um it's gotten like terrible <laughs> reviews um it's it's funny i mean you know if i would be pissed if i paid 50 bucks for this back in the day oh but, uh, god imagine oh my gosh could you imagine how many kids this got 
<laughs> but um, you know what this is fun? This would be like something where it's like introducing kids who like never played the game or never played Nintendo or anything like starting off basic. Hey, let's just play this, you know? And then from that, because there's no tutorials, there's nothing like that. It's just, you know, it's not complicated. So I could see. It's literally you push thing. start and boom. Yeah. So you just start. like. Can but you just press this, that button, like, press away at that button? Freaking A. I gotta get this game. I have to. This has to be in my collection. It's only, like, 14 bucks, the cart, which isn't bad. I mean, that's more more than I would pay. I wouldn't pay that. I would try to get my, you know, $5 budget. But, um, yeah, Urban Champions, man. This is, uh, forget Street Fighter, forget Mortal Kombat. It's that Urban, Urban yeah, Champion. Urban. What's funny, what makes it so ironic Everybody's white, but it says urban champion. <laughs> right, and that's what I was about to say. Like, it's it, that's hilarious because it's like it's urban, but yes, it's like two white dudes. Like, you know, <laughs> it's more like urban champion, <laughs> urban Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. It's like suburban champion instead of cops roll by. It's like the gated security guard that like goes you know, around, and dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, what do you give this full rating? Um, for just the, like, out of five? Yeah, out of five. Yeah. I like out, of five I, out, of, out of five manholes that you fall into, I give <laughs> yeah. two, two manholes. Two because manholes. it's not terrible where you're getting, like, really pissed off and it's, like, just designed terribly. It's almost like it's it's kind of a joke. And and even the cover, it's called Action Series, which is oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. And so, what- I wouldn't, if, if it wasn't so, like, hilarious, I would... I would give it a, a one, but the fact that it's kind of amusing and simple, and I'll give it a two. Two yeah. manholes. It, it would probably be a fun two game manholes. if, like, you have a like your bunch of buddies are over and like, dude, you yeah. want to play a game and just play with people for the fun of it. It could, it could almost be a drinking game. Like, there you go. <laughs> and you get pushed out, you have to take a shot or something. So, I don't know. Right on. <laughs> the, awesome. the Urban Champion drinking game. Well, what the hell did I drop? All right, so there you go. All right, cool. So that was it. Well, wait, did you ever actually? I, no, yeah, we did have a title for this. So this was Max's, yeah, Max's retro game review. <laughs> but now we actually have a segment where we actually have a name for it now, right? And then Chelsea got that covered. Yeah, I did. I was brainstorming, and I finally figured out what I'm going to call it. Um, my segment. Is called. Uh, <laughs> let me think about what how I was phrasing it. Eighties um, music video memories. Nice. That's what mine is called. See that Ooh. Can't. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Music eighties mem. No. Wait. What was it? Eighties <laughs> music video memories. Eighties music video memories by Chelsea. Yeah. There you go. Anyway. It's like a band. Like, such like a hipster band. I don't know. It right? does. <laughs> but it would be one word. It yeah, would be, yeah. like, spaces in between. It's like, tonight at no. the Troubadour, we got, <laughs> you know, urban. Oh, it does. It sounds like a really hipster band name. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like, what's that one that sounds um, so hipster? It's like uh, something, like, something club. What's it called? Like. Culture Club? No. It's like. Something I don't know, but it's like this long title, and it's like something something club. It's like kids club, or I don't know, whatever. Kids something. 
I can't think Kids Incorporated. Uh, no. Um, Kids Bop. Kids Bop. Yes. <laughs> Guard the Explorer. Um, Lazy Town. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally remember that. In the Club okay. by 50 Cent. In the Club. In the Club. Anyway. So, in this segment, um, as I described in uh, the previous episode, I pick um, a music video that I like. That kind of I like to try to link a little bit to the movie that we're going to talk about. Um, but it's just really an awesome music video in general. And I picked Gold Earring Twilight Zone. Um, oh, all right. Have you guys ever seen that music video? No, I haven't, but oh. I'm, I'm curious. Have you heard of the song? Have you heard of the song? Before? I gar- yes. I believe I have. I, 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 well, I, Gold Earring's a great band in general. Um, I wanted to pick, there's a song, there's, um, I wanted to pick this other song that's a Twilight Zone, uh, song, and it's, um, but it's from 1979, it's by this band called Manhattan Transfer, mm. but they're more disco-y, so it wasn't, it didn't even go, but anyway. Disco sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway. <laughs> Can't breathe. <laughs> um. <laughs> So in this music video, um, it kind of plays more like in the video, it's very like detective. Like, I don't know. There's this one part in the music video where there's like a a stage and the guy's singing and all of a sudden a little, it like shows a little girl and she just like looks at the screen. I just think that's like the creepiest, but best part of the music video. She just like looks over and stares at the camera. (laughs) It's like really creepy, Um, but it's really good. Um, I like it. There's like these girls dancing around the guy and he's like tied up to a chair and they're like dancing around him and it's really cool i love any music video that has like fog effects you know (laughs) i love it okay that that was like premium for the 80s they're like do we got a fog machine yes we do all right we got (laughs) all right you got some more flood lights (laughs) got some red lighting that you we can use there's a lot of red lighting in this music video um but yeah i'm drawn to red lighting and fog effects there you go ladies and gentlemen (laughs) and uh there you go gold earrings twilight zone check it out i'm gonna post it when this uh video or episode comes out so i'll post it on our facebook like i did last week with rockwell's (laughs) that should be our tagline for the podcast eight miles per hour podcast more fog. <laughs> we have a fog machine. <laughs> See, so ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get Chelsea's attention at the cons, bring yourself a fog bring machine. That, bring that fog machine and like walk slowly in slow motion towards right. me. Maybe like wearing a cape. Maybe look like Dracula. <laughs> I'm down for it. Yeah, or Tim Curry, Dude. whichever. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do that to Chelsea, but not to me. I'll pop you. That's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Careful though. He might push you down a manhole though. Oh. <laughs> Bring it all the way back, ladies and gentlemen. All oh. the way back. All right. So there you have it. All right. Cool. So of course Chelsea's going to be posting that online for everybody to see. Um, Check it out. Yes, but. All right, so I think it's I think it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, because normally it's like my segment was at the end, so we got these two segments. But I think it's that time where we talk about, you know, should we have a title for this, guys? What do you think? Um, I don't know if we should or not. Movie madness. Movie madness. Yeah, it's time for movie madness with the Maxons. I don't know. <laughs> is, is that movie is that with Sam Neill out of the mouth of madness? Is that an eighties movie? 
No, no, that's not. You 90s. know that one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Is know. that a 90s? Yeah, it's 90s. It's basically what Goosebumps it's, is. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I've only seen a little bit of it because I really like Sam Neill, but. Because it's anyway. Jurassic Park or what? Is, what else did you like? No, I love Sam Neill. Is he a. No. Is this, the, no. He, he was. No, I don't think so. But he was also like in a TV mini, miniseries called Merlin that I liked with Helena Bonham Carter. The new one? No, this was old. This was in 1999. Uh, I thought you were talking about that. All right, so you're a real fan. Oh, no. Normally when people oh, yeah. oh, I like Sam Neill, and then all they mention oh, is, awesome. is freaking Jurassic Park. Him. I'm like, what about Memoirs of an Invisible Man? <laughs> he was oh. in that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's the bad guy in that. That's yeah. Right. The Hunt in October. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, what about Jurassic Park yeah. 3, huh? What about Daybreakers? What? <laughs> Dude, that, that one scene where the raptor says his name. That was in Daybreakers. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I like that movie. That was Wait, such a good movie. Shout out to Sam Neill. Love you, Sam Neill. Yeah, Sam Neill, you're your favorite. <laughs> we know a lot of your stuff. I love Jurassic. Sam Neill. Yeah. That's cool. Who doesn't? Anyway, right. back to the segment. Yeah. So... The way that we came up with this movie is we wanted, I mean, we're just like, really want to get into October already because we have so many horror movies to review, um, but we didn't want to jump into it quite yet because it's still hot. It's not cold. Yeah. You know, Chelsea was talking about that. Yeah. You know? Not sweater, wetter, wet, wet, no. price, whatever. No. Sweater, wetter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but sweater, wetter. <laughs> that's gonna be a tag the name of this episode sweater wetter <laughs> sweater wetter because it you know what you're doing you're sweating <laughs> yeah there you go you're sweating what you wetter sweating wetter, wetter. Sweatin wetter. wetter. Um, <laughs> i don't even know all right so uh september like that's lost market, on that <laughs> right? it's like hey are you are you struggling when it's cold well get yourself a sweater wetter <laughs> I don't know why, but it sounds so dirty to me. Yeah, it does. Like, honey, are we gonna try the sweater wetter? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! All right. Oh <laughs> anyway, go on, Max. Come back to the line. All right. So, um, so we wanted to do something cool, though. We needed to have a kind of creepy element to it. I wouldn't necessarily say this is a horror movie, but it's sci-fi. Maybe there's a little uh-huh. horror elements. We're freaking talking about Twilight Zone. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I would just kind of want to talk about how this movie even got made. Do you guys know the the backstory on this? I, I don't. Enlighten me. Okay. So, the creator of The Twilight Zone, which, do we all know his name? Rod Serling. Bob Saget. Yes. Bob Saget. Rod Serling. <laughs> Yeah, I always want to say, like, Rod Sterling. Me too. Yeah, I want to add the T, too. I always do. Because I think it's, like, Rod Stewart and Rod Sterling. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Rod, Rod Sterling. Uh, but, you know, he's the creator of Twilight Zone. And I think it's kind of cool. Uh, his story's kind of cool. It's interesting. So, um... Wait, I have a question. Yeah, was, go for it. Was Rod Serling alive when this movie was made, or, was, or had he had died already? Negative. He died in 1975. Okay, I did not know how long he was and, alive. And I'll get, I'll get into that. So... Okay. Um... Alright. So, well, I'll just talk about, you know, Rod Serling first. So, he actually served in World War II, and he kind of had, um... PTSD when he came mm. a little oh, wow. bit, not, not full blown. Um, I guess it was like a minor case, but, yeah. 
Um, he basically just had this huge imagination and, um, he was really inspired to write, um, dramatic television and, and write in that he had this huge imagination, but a lot of it was yeah. his ambitions and kind of what he was dealing with inside. He would write these dramatic televisions and, and some of it was weird. Some of it was, you know, kooky. Cookie. Um, yeah, I said cookie. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> monster. That's what I, was say, what's I, don't on your I don't even say that word. Why did cookie? I say uh, I don't know what you don't, the you don't, you don't go to your wife like, hey, cookie, how you doing? <laughs> What's up, girl? Hey. I know. I don't know why it made you urban champion all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, so it's kind of weird. And uh, so he goes to New York and Ohio and goes and be a, a radio host but found that he really needed to do writing. So he bounced around different TV shows and different um, stations, and he found success in New York. And this is 1954. Wait. Yeah. But when you first started this, you said, do you know how this movie got made? Right. It sounds like you're talking about how the show got made. Well, the the movie is corresponding in how the show got made. So they, 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 co- stick with me, man. All right, all right, I'll, I, all right, trust you, I trust you. Hey, w- hey, without the show, there exactly. would be no movie. True. But Plus, I thought you were going to give us a history, like a pre-production of how. Yeah, I kind of thought that too, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because that's what you said. But you, you know, know what, how- this is, but hey, this is fascinating, go on. But yes. now, yeah, now Rob Serling. <laughs> it doesn't suck. You got to work on our team morale a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's. <laughs> Hey, calm down, Urban Champion, all right? I'm going to get that tattooed on my butt. Right, dude, Uh, you should. That'll be a manhole. (laughs) Oh, man. And then I'll come throw uh, confetti on you. (laughs) Oh, God. We should just end the episode now, dude. Oh, dude, that was good. All right, but yeah, anyways, so Rob Sterling. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was good. So he went to New York, found success, won three Emmys, and um, then, you know, he had a real problem with the television pushing products, and that's where he kind of just got, like, done. And he actually said, and this is a quote, he says, it's criminal that we can't show on television elements of social things that affect us. So he was, you know, this is the 50s. So there's a lot of injustice, especially with, you know, social rights movements. And, yeah. and this is kind of precursor mm-hmm. to that. But, um, you know, he, there was just a lot of unjust things that he saw and he wanted to talk about them, but it was too taboo in the 50s. So he did his own show, um, you know, The Twilight Zone. And the show was really successful, 1959 to 1964. Um, and then... So... so Real yeah. quick, so that means that all like the episodes were very much social commentary, but using right. yeah. the yeah. the the masquerade or the curtain, you if you will, of fantasy and sci-fi and yeah, it's kind of like how like, like the that. whole like Red Scare and stuff of like you know um, they, they it was like the invasion of the bad yeah. body snatchers, you know, like it kind of the whole you know. Um, well, yeah, and then you got I mean, Stan Lee did the X Men to kind of do. Yeah, prejudice, Civil, right? Right. Yeah, Civil prejudice right of things like that. Yeah. So this is it was that was his way of getting this on the air without being just 
blunt about everything. Yeah. Like, well, let me hide it with goats and aliens and weird stories about. But bears. Did you guys watch the Twilight Zone when growing up, or any? Did you enjoy watching that? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like a huge fan. Like, but like you'd you'd watch like you know how they have the marathons like on Thanksgiving and that's, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Check those out, yeah. Because that's how I honestly <laughs> watched the show back when growing up as a kid. Because I mean, see, that's what sucks because they don't do that anymore. The only thing we get now is a Christmas story marathon. No, they do. They still do Twilight Zone marathons. But where? Like sometimes every every Thanksgiving, it's not I on watch Channel it. Five anymore. No, it's like it's but like that's some what I'm saying. Like other channel. before, before like the whole cable thing, like. Thanksgiving, Channel 9, you know, KTLA, Channel 9 was all Adam's family. Channel 5, um, no, that was actually KTLA. The other one's KCAL. Uh, Channel 5 was the, the, the Twilight Zone. And I remember that every Thanksgiving, they would do the whole marathon of the Twilight Zone. And that's how I would watch it. I would always watch it. And obviously, the most memorable ones for me growing up as a kid was like the one with the freaking, you know, the pig face. Yeah, yeah. That one. Uh-huh. it was called, which one was that called? Masks? Oh, that, that no, one? that's the, the masks one is where the old man makes them all wear the masks because he's dying and they're, they're, he's wants, they want to be in his will and everything. Um, the one where she, it's actually that actress is, um, the girl from the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, really? Uh, that actress. Yeah. My mom, I remember my mom always told me that when I was young, um, I forget what that one's called. It's like, oh, I have the beholder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe it's Eye of the Beholder. See, and what was um, cool about that one is... the most like, popular one. See, what, what I liked about the Twilight Zone is at the very end, they they would um, they would show that, like, like, there was a twist, almost like a twist. You know, they tried to, you know, like, M. Night Shyamalan would, like, try to do that now. But there was always right, that. Like, yeah. for instance, Eye of the Beholder, you find out that the girl is the odd one. They're the weird. All the pig face are the normal people. You know, right. like you would find stuff out like that. Like, I remember I saw another one. I can't remember it clearly, but there was like a swimming pool where the two kids would swim. Oh, that's a great one. And yeah. they would take them to like an ultimate like place. Or I don't know. Where everybody, where it's like they're nice. Like they live, their parents are mean or their grandma is mean or something. And then they swim and they go to the other like place and everybody's like nice yeah. to them. And they, yeah. they like, they like it better or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm remembering another one. I can't remember. It's like a, this hillbilly who like. No one ever believes, and then aliens come and think he's, mm-hmm. like, the genius, but they want to kill him. Or, I don't remember. Here's here's the great thing, I think. We're talking about Twilight Zone, the movie, is that um, in the very beginning of Twilight Zone, the movie, what are they doing? They're doing exactly what we're doing, talking about, hey, yeah. you ever seen that one? Hey, you ever seen that one? I mean, every time I've talked to my friends about Twilight Zone, um, it's always, remember this one? Did you see this one? I mean, that's everybody ha- <clears throat> has one that they remember or they like or they saw growing up and everything i mean they they nail that first part of the movie with the nostalgia of people remembering episodes of the twilight zone you know well the thing about the twilight zone is it has lasted for decades now i mean yeah it it's it started in the 50s like 59 and if you think about it it is way ahead of its time and the thing about the twilight zone the tv show is it didn't get its popularity to maybe the 80s where that's when you know um, movie makers like Spielberg and, and stuff, they really got inspired by the imagination of Sterling. And, um, I mean, I think we can attribute a lot of 
the like like X Files, a lot of sci fi things to the Twilight mm-hmm. was really the the pioneer, the forerunner for a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean there there are like a lot of movies that were based off of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Like I mean, there hell, Pol- Poltergeist is 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 almost based off of a uh, an episode of the Twilight Zone. There's a lot of like movies that were based off of the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, you're right. It is, it's such a good show. There's this one, one of my favorite episodes of the Twilight Zone, and it's because it features one of my favorite silent film stars, and it's Buster Keaton. Um, and that one is Once Upon a Time. Yes. It's, it's freaking cool because yes. it, 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 it takes place where he's, you know, in his time back in, you know, silent era. So it starts off with silent title cards, and then he accidentally gets sent to the future. And yeah. it's, you know, supposed to be today, and he's just trying <laughs> to get back in time. And it's so cool, because when it's Buster Keaton, you know, he's an older man. But it, I, I, that's honestly my favorite episode is that one. Um, but you guys want to see something really scary? No, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, but what's, what's, what's crazy is, like, a hundred. they did 156 episodes in five years. That's a lot. God yeah. Damn. Think about, like, you know, um, what is that, like? I don't know. I'm terrible at math. That's like uh, like thirty. Well, if you think about it, like, how long were the episodes? Were they half hour? Thirty five. That's like thirty five and uh. Okay, so they're 35. yeah, they're like thirty. Yeah. Okay, like so 30. that means normally seasons are twenty four episodes a season when they're 30, 30 minute long. Yeah. So that's a the yeah, Christ. That's a lot of episodes. That's why they're so expensive. When you try to buy the series, it's always over a hundred dollars. Sure, it's always a hundred dollars. I I want the whole complete set. I don't want like different volumes. I want it all. Well, you hear I was watching them on Netflix. Them oh yeah, they're on Netflix. I don't know if they're all. I don't think they're all on Netflix. Oh, I think it's only on like Netflix. one through three or whatever. Yeah, or whatever it is. God, but that's where that. I was watching them for a while on Netflix. That's the worst. Netflix is stupid like that. Like I want to try to watch Quantum Leap, but they don't have the oh, first episode. Yeah, it's so stupid. That's yeah. yeah, I was watching. I was watching all of um, Roseanne, and they stopped having seasons of Roseanne. Oh, well, like they only even... had like one season of Roseanne. Okay. Yeah, and you can't even watch, watch the Cosby Show anymore. It's off. Well, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like everyone's like, wait a minute, calm down, all right. <laughs> but at, at least you don't have to watch advertising and and stuff. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't no Hulu. Dude. God. Freaking Hulu, dude! Makes yeah, me I don't so do mad. That. I don't this do is Hulu. me off, dude. I watch yeah. it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm caught up, but I would watch Brooklyn Nine Nine on Hulu. But every goddamn oh, but Fargo, ooh, it's so good. If you guys haven't watched Fargo, the 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 show, the TV right? series? The show, oh, yeah, oh, I want to check that out. It's so good, but sadly, if you're watching it on Hulu, you got to sit through the goddamn commercial. Yeah. Hulu, Hulu never works good on my computer. Like Netflix runs totally smooth, and then whenever I've done Hulu, it just like does Oops. not want to like. Right, Hulu. Who? It won't. <laughs> I like how you didn't get it the it first time. You're like Hulu. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we want. Oh. All right, so here, name this theme song. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> <Good answer. laughs> uh, all right, so it, all right. You well, couldn't get the Hawaii Five O one. I couldn't believe you couldn't get that. One. Right, that was stupid. And he sung along. He was singing along to it. All right, since we're obviously talking about the movie, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time that we get into the movie, The Twilight Zone. So. Here's what we're going to do. I, I had thought this up. I talked to them previously, so I, that's why I, I, I'm, I'm bringing it up now for the show. Since this movie became an anthology film where there's separate stories. It's not just one 
complete story in which they had planned on doing that, but it was made into a movie later on in the 80s um, that I randomly saw once on TV, and I've been never able to figure it out until, obviously, the internet came about. Um, But we'll get into that later. But I figured we're going to go through piece by piece by piece. So we're going to talk about the prologue. Then we're going to go from each individual story. And I think it's best instead of jumping around everywhere, it's best that we can focus on each segment and each director. So right now, since we're already talking about the prologue where they're in the car, let's talk about that. I I have one main issue with this intro, but I'll let you guys go first. So uh, I forgot who did the prologue. Uh, John Landis. It was Landis, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's Dan Aykroyd and shoot, what the frick is that? Albert. Right, uh-huh. it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Albert Pope. Yeah. So they're driving around. They're like in the... It looks like they're on a, a road trip, right? I I always thought it was like some guy he picked up. See, me me too, right? Yeah, just that, like a like a hitchhiker or something. Yeah, because it's it based. I mean, obviously, it's right there, fucking spoiler. But it's it, it's like what happens. It's like so you would have to assume because he's not his buddy. Because you would think like I've known no, you all these years. Like and you're eating me now. Like what's wrong with you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> and but. they're listening to. Uh, the Midnight Special by Credence Clearwater Revival, That's which is one of my favorite. <laughs> I love Credence sure. Clearwater. Right, give us a little bit of that song. No. <laughs> you sing. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. Fans want to hear. Ladies and gentlemen, Chelsea sings the hits. Oh, no. No, you don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh, it's on YouTube. Go check it out, guys. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. Um, wait, Max, you were saying? You were talking, actually. So... Yeah, so there you got these two characters, and they're doing what we just did five minutes ago, talking about the Twilight Zone. Yes, and they're going back and forth. And what's is what's really cool is this is like before Kevin Smith like really did it. This was like the the pioneers of putting kind of pop culture into movies. Yeah. You know, before Quentin Tarantino, because they're they're it's it was pretty unique talking about. The Twilight Zone in a Twilight Zone. Yeah, I thought that was neat. You know? So it's mm-hmm. like, you really didn't see that. And this movie came out in 83? Yeah, yeah. it was 83. See, I was shocked about that. That it came that, out in 83. That it was so early? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was later, too. Yeah. So, it, I mean, well, you can tell. Later. Dan Aykroyd is, you know. This yeah, he looks younger. Posters, yeah, this was when Dan Aykroyd was yeah. still like, hey, Dan Aykroyd, you know. This was between Blues Brothers, between Blues Brothers and, and Ghostbusters, pounds. right in the middle. Right. And that's that's how uh, Dan Aykroyd got onto this, to this um, prologue, was his relationship with Landis, I think. Mm-hmm. Through so, Blues Brothers, yeah. 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 So, so they're going around, they're talking, and then I think, dude, this has to be one of the most startling... Um, like moments in, in movie history, this and like Pee Wee, just where he goes, oh. scary. He turns around. I was like, where are you nope. going with this? I'm like, oh, I yeah. get it, I get it. Yeah. So he turns around and then becomes like just this blue monster just out of nowhere. Yeah, I like the noise it makes. It's like a like a cheetah or like a mountain lion, like <laughs> like it's like the most random sound for it. It just does the. It doesn't mix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, to me, it's like it looks so cartoonish. Like he's blue. He like yeah. kind of looks like a witch. Like he looks like <laughs> yeah, what genders. Is 
Yeah. He's got this long nose. With a cheetah, with, he makes cheetah noises. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, here's my issue with this part, okay? It's sure. like, because it, it does kind of like, I feel like it does drag a little bit, but it's fun because it's like, it's at a time that something like that would never happen. A tape deck eats your tape, like, hey, my MP, MP3 player, like, unless the battery dies, but it's like, yeah, they start singing, they start humming, they geek out, you know, like that, and I love that, referencing pop culture. But when mm-hmm. that moment happens, I mean, it kind of, like, if I'm driving and he's, like, pull over and he, like, leans over, like, what's going to happen? Want to see something scary? Like, this guy's like, going to freaking knife me right yeah, now. <laughs> or he's going to try to make out with me, one of the two, because it's kind of <laughs> weird. It's a weird scene. But here's the part that really, really bugs me, is they spent too much time on the attack because nothing happens on the attack. Because when he goes like that, rawr. He jumps on him, and then it cuts to him in the car, and all he's doing is, like, shaking him. He doesn't bite him. He doesn't nothing. <laughs> it's it, so yeah. funny. But it looks cheesy. And then, <laughs> and then finally the camera pans up, and you're, ding, 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 you know, the whole uh, the theme. But then that's yeah. when you hear, like, the, Argh! like, he bites him or something. Right. But right. it spends too much time on him just shaking him like he's Bart Simpson, like, you know, Homer, yeah. and, like, <laughs> I don't know. It bugs me because it looks so dumb. Like, it's like, God, they, they could have just literally the moment he he attacked him, they should have cut and had that scene where it's outside the car hearing the screaming, the attack, mm-hmm. it, the editing right there I felt was just like they could it could have been tighter and and it just bugged me to this day I watched it actually I watched it earlier today cuz I'm like I've seen it so many times but I'm like you know I want to watch it again um and today was the only time I had so I watched it and I'm like it's still like god I just want it right there just tighten that cut so that's my my issue with with this film is that damn moment Yeah well it was corny <laughs> Well I think you know you say it's it's uh a little dragged out is because it was mostly improv that whole part oh yeah yeah and I think, like the yeah. only scripted part was probably that end yeah so they but you could totally tell it was improv because of the way they were going back and forth mm-hmm. and communicating and actually it, it's you could, i don't know for sure but you could you could see a lot of quentin tarantino in this kind of this one particular prologue this one particular scene because it's kind of uh drags out and there's a lot of just Dialogue. back and forth. Like a regular conversation. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. And you didn't really see that in movies that early. And there was no music either because yeah. the only music was them doing the themes. But because it starts off with music, the music dies. Right. And then it's just mm-hmm. conversation Silence. of them too. Yeah. And that's it. It's just dialogue. Huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's an interesting way to start the film. I, You know, I wouldn't have thought they'd go for that for the film. Yeah. It started off. And they pulled familiar faces at the time. You know, you got these two big stars right. at the time. So you're like, are we watching a comedy? Like, what's going on here? Because they were mm-hmm. known for comedy at the time. So imagine you being in the audience and you're sitting down and you're seeing, like, let's just imagine the Twilight Zone movie was being made today. And we're watching it and you don't even know these stars are in it. And the first scene opens with Jack Black and Seth Rogen. Automatically you're going to be like, am I supposed to laugh? You know, yeah, it's like that's that's literally what this was at the time with these two, because these guys were huge comedians at the time. And at at that, you know, so it's kind of like, where is this going? But they're not being funny. So you're you're still on edge. I'm like, am I supposed to laugh or not? Like, what's going on? And then that's when like the but the freak factor happens. And, the you know, the blue Mm -hmm. beanie turns around, you know, and then that's it. So what what kind (laughs) of monster is that? Huh? 
Did you just? I don't know what that was. Oh, Blue Meanie from the Yellow Submarine. No, I know, but what kind of monster is the monster in um in the in the movie? Movie? The prologue. It looked kind of like a werewolf, but I was no like a weird witchy. Like I, I agree with the witch. Yeah. It's like blue. Yeah, I don't know. It was know. <laughs> like a deformed Smurf. <laughs> yeah, there you go, deformed Smurf, and that's that's basically it's the prologue. Smurf, it's Smurfette. And she's pissed off. Yeah, and then what's cool about that is because they mentioned Burgess Meredith, the mo- one of the most famous episodes of is right. uh, there was mm-hmm. time now uh, in which now if you drop your glasses like you're oh sh- crap nice game. <laughs> um then nothing happens to them like it, it, it you know yeah. so back when I guess they were made with actual glass so when you drop them you'll be like I can't see you know so they mentioned that and that's what's cool about that the reason they bring this up is because instead of using Rob Sterling. For the intro, in which they were gonna do that, they decide to use you know freaking Mickey to do the voiceover, the the prologue. Like, you know, you well, he was in three, three or four episodes. Yes, he was. So and, and that's they, why they, they wanted they wanted him in it because yeah, they wanted. And that was the thing of what's cool about this movie is they try to have as many people from the show um, to be a part of this movie. Like, shoot, I don't have his. They've got Percy um, Matheson. Bill Mummy? Is that how you say yeah, his name? Yeah, Bill Mummy. The kid from It's a Good Life, yeah. he's in the segment It's a Good Life. Right. Yeah, he makes a little uh, cameo. But I was talking about one of the writers. So one of the original oh. writers, um, who was like the sole survivor of the original show, actually worked with Spielberg and, and worked oh. on this on this movie with them. Because, again, this is, like is kind of like J.J. Abrams doing Star Wars. Like, Spielberg... Landis, these guys were, they grew up with Twilight Zone, and they wanted to give it to the next generation. And they were all young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys totally. were all young at yeah. the time. So for them, this would be, like, young directors today making this movie, you know, in which I want to talk about that later. I want to say, you know, who would we want to see? But at this time, I mean, you had some major powerhouses. You had Spielberg. You had Landis. I mean, these guys were massive already by this point. Yeah. You know, and then you got you had two other directors who were coming up. They were up and yeah, yeah. For, fairly new. Yeah, like you had Miller. He already yeah. had the World War going on and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but he you had George Miller. You know who also directed you know Babe. Uh, you know, but um, <laughs> Pig in the City. Yeah, um, he did both. I don't think he did the first one. No, he did both. He did. I yeah. thought he only did. You did both. the second one. The second one's oh. terrible. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. Really? Ah, well, you we've never seen his version. The studio cut it up, but his version was dark. The studio was so pissed off when they got really? they saw a screen of it that they were like they cut it up. But yeah, he made a scary like <laughs> dark version of of the freaking of the thing. But yeah, and then you also had Joe Dante who right. who um who also did a version. But uh, let's talk about the very first one and the most famous. Uh, yeah. one if you think about it and there's a reason why but yeah time out. What, before we what get the movie that, is kind of known for yeah but before we get into that aspect of it let's let's actually talk about um the 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 thing so time out so time out um i'll go first one of you guys uh get the plot summary oh you know chelsea you go next because 
Max started first with the car one, so I'll do this one. Timeout. Uh, it starts. It's so weird because, again, you're sitting down. You're like, I'm gonna watch the Twilight Zone. All right, I know the Twilight Zone. I, I remember all these. You know, you're probably like those characters in the car geeking out. Like, yeah, I remember that episode. I remember. So you're like ready for Twilight Zone, and right away you got some racist guy like just spouting out all this horrible hate. You're like, what the hell am I watching? Like, this is literally the Twilight Zone. Like, that's the one thing that always was weird. I was like, dude, like this guy's like full blown like. I'm just mad and this and that, blaming all these, you know, all the different races out there and just pissed off. And his friend's like, hey, calm down. And this one's, like, so weird because it doesn't really, like, give you anything up front. Like, you just know he's an a-hole. He hates everybody. He just has hate in his heart. And he's pissed off. And he and, he, and he's like, I'm an American. And the moment he steps out the door, he's just transported into a different time. And he's at a time... Where there was, you know, I would have to say a lot of hate happening at the time. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Huh? World War II. Oh, you mean? Yeah, World War II. You mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, because Vic Morrow, you know, he plays the main, you know, uh, villain in this story, I guess. And he's just, like, angry. And he walks out and he walks in a point where, I guess, because, like, that's why, like, he has a lot of hate in his heart. And he just has so much prejudice towards other people that I, I, like, I, you know, who knows? Like, you, everybody can have their own assumption of... Because this is the only original story. This story did not exist at all in the Twilight Zone. This was com- com- ex- completely made for the movie. So, it's like, what were they were going with? Like, it's like... Because all of them always have a moral story. And in this one, he has a ton of hate. And then next thing you know, he's around... He's in a time where there was filled with a ton of hate. The Nazis, you know, going around just, you know, just eradicating a, a yeah, know, they, race. They see him as a they see him as a, a Jew. Yeah. So yeah, they star on him. Yeah. And that's the one thing is like when he goes into the different like time periods where he's looked at as being, you know, where it's this racist sort of time period, you never he always looks the same, but everybody sees him as whatever. So you're you're kind of like you know, he, you never you never he never looks into a mirror and looks like what he thinks so it's more confusing to him because he always looks the same to himself yes yeah you know yeah because then because because the the see that's the thing we don't know that in the first part because we know when he comes across the nazis the nazis are looking at him he's like i'm an american and at one point it kind of sounds like they actually say american or something like that but you don't know Mm -hmm. what they see the moment he's with the ku klux klan it's when you realize, oh, he's actually like almost like Quantum Leap. I, I said it earlier. He's yeah. in another body because right there they mistake him for being black. Like they're saying he's black, and you know, but mm-hmm. obviously they do the full-on hate, you know, word. So it's like another time period where there was a lot of hate, and there was these people, and then he's there, and he's like, I'm, I'm white. Well, you guys are crazy. And then then he lean, he lands, you know, I, I'm assuming Vietnam, and and that's where yeah, again this. a lot of like you know just just hate you know it was a war a whole terrible war at the time you know and it's cool because they make a ref because it's john landis they made a reference to animal house in that film and and imagine being knowing you know how we are when we see marvel films and they make a reference to something you're like ah you know you get it like you you're like oh that's an easter egg and this was literally an easter egg for its time because at the end of animal house there's that 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 sergeant you know that's in that rocp whatever college thing the army guys 
were at the end when it says his epilogue, what happens to him, it says he was killed by his own troops, accidentally shot and killed Niedermeyer. And that's what they say in the film. He's like, God damn it, we shouldn't have shot Niedermeyer. And it's kind of like a reference to what happened to him. So it was kind of cool Easter egg. Mm -hmm. But at that point, again, it's like, he all it is is confusion. It isn't until, again, he ends up back with the Nazis and he's trying to escape and he ends up getting thrown in a train with a bunch of Jews in which he have, he was spewing a lot of hate towards the Jews. And it's mm -hmm. weird because with this one, it ends weird because he's like, he sees his buddies and he's like, hey, I'm right here. Help me. I'm right here. And like a train drives away. Like it's a train. So it's like, wait, like what, what the hell's going on? And that's and like the darkest point in the movie. That is the, for me, like that's the most like intense, dark part of the film is when, cause he doesn't get it. I mean, I guess the other, a couple of the other ones don't have happy endings, yeah. But this, like, he does not get a happy ending. He gets his comeuppance, so. Yeah, because it, is, is it telling us that he's going to die? Is that where he's going? You know, like, is he... Is he but I, I yeah. guess it, it wasn't supposed to be that way because of, because of the accident. It was supposed to be different, I guess. Um, he, well, yeah, let's, let's talk about the accident because th this is what... It overshadowed the whole film. The entire Hell film. Yeah. It was a giant scandal at the time, and it really plagues this movie to... It's what it's known for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. But for those who don't know, um, the actor, Frank Morrow, right? Vic. No, Vic. Vic. Vic, my bad. Um, so what it was, was this was the original uh, story that Landis um, wanted. This, the, the one that we got. But the, the producers and the... Um, the uh, productions, they wanted something different. They wanted a redemption story, actually. So what they had was, it was, it was supposed to be, I think, in Vietnam, where uh, we actually see the main character try to rescue these two boys, these two young boys. Boy and, and, and there, there actually is uh, photos and there's videotapes. Yeah, there's footage of it, yeah. No, but this was all post. This was, like, after they already filmed all this stuff. So um, the movie was like, or this segment was already cut. It was ready to go into the can, but um, Landis, you know, yeah, they they the executives wanted a redemption story. So uh, what happened was as as they were running away, there was like pyrotechs and and explosions, and a plane fell on top of the actors. And Hold on. Here, I, let me let me let me here let me because you're you're messing up a lot. <laughs> a lot of it. Am I really? Yes, you are. One, it's not a plane. <laughs> um, it's a helicopter. Yeah. It's a what, what happened, yeah. It, it, like, because, oh, I mean, you're kind of saying it, but you're leaving out, like, they, here's the thing, they, they pushed for more. Like, they wanted to, they got the shot, but they wanted more, so that was the thing, they they wanted a better shot, so they obviously, they lowered, like, you know, more power and technique, they lowered yeah. the helicopter even closer to the action scene, and that was the issue, because, they push for like let's let's see how far we can go, and that's where they risked it. Um, they had the two children. They hired them illegally. It was actually a boy and a girl, but they were illegally hired to be in the film. And um, that's when then the scene is like when they had the scene, something went wrong with the crane that was holding the helicopter, and that's when it toppled. It fell over, and in the scene where and it's 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 on film. Because they used it in the court case when it went to court because they were charged with manslaughter uh, for the murder of basically all of these. And mm -hmm. when it fell, uh, Vic Morrow and the little girl were both decapitated and the little boy was crushed to death. 
So they were they were all killed instantly. The moment that helicopter fell, that's what happened. And and again, you could go on YouTube and watch it. You could see this footage and you could watch it in slow motion, but you don't really get a good look exactly what happened. But I mean, um, I just want to. And I, I heard they. I heard they weren't going to even put the movie out. Like yeah. they were thinking about not even putting the movie they out because just, of that. Yeah. Like I think Spielberg at first was like, nah, I don't want to do that. But in the end, somehow his mind changed and yeah. they just went with it. Cause I was reading, but it doesn't really give a, a reason as to why he decided. Like, I, I know <laughs> th- this part, like it's going to, I'm going to, it's going to go not grim, but I mean, it's not going to be the happy, you know, podcast part, but it, it, it's yeah. just like, uh, I want to bring up this part for you guys um, where I want to talk about it. Cause, um, Growing up when I was a kid, it, it was weird because, like, I really got hugely, like, obsessed with, like, uh, Faces of Death. I used to watch it all <laughs> the time with my friends. Yeah, it was like, God. It's, it's weird. Like, I, I was, like, I mean, I'm, my dad watched that, too. Oh, You're really? Like 10 or 11. My dad told me about that all the time. Dude, like, yeah, I was, like, in, in junior high. Totally. And, that's and such like, a junior high thing to do. Yeah, like, and, and it's crazy because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very, like, morbid. Like, I'll still watch that stuff now. I go to, like, certain websites where they show you, like, you're like, oh, crap, look, somebody just got ran over. Someone this and that, you know, got electrocuted, you know, just like the accident videos that you always see. But, like, when I was a kid, like, I was watching all these, like, we would rent all these faces of death at the store and just watch, like, all these people die. And we're like, whoa, crazy, this and that. But I remember once it was on HBO and it was, it was this like weird documentary special where they were showing a bunch of crazy things that were happening around the world that were caught on footage and stuff and they were showing it and i remember they showed the footage of this the twilight zone footage and i remember watching this and out of everything and i remember telling my friend this afterwards i was like dude i've seen like people's heads get chopped off like i've seen people get run over like exploded like eaten by animals but for some reason this really disturbed me and that was the one thing that like truly disturbed the hell out. I don't know why, but because it, there was kids in it. I maybe I think it may, mm-hmm. but it was just I I don't know because it was so weird. Like like it was weird, but it really bothered me. It disturbed me so much because it was just like I've I've never seen it. I've never watched it. Yeah. I and the only thing that I've I've been to uh, the mu- Museum of Death in L A twice. I just went uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and they have um they have at the end of the museum they've got like they play videos of people like dying and everything and uh that's as much as i've ever seen but they've got a lot of graphic stuff in the in the museum and everything too but i've never actually seen any of that footage of the twilight zone thing or anything are you watching it max no oh <laughs> i was like i was thinking of like max's so, face is all like super just, dark welcome like, to faces of death podcast yeah where we talk about <laughs> death and and death and sadness death and clowns <laughs> but it's yeah that was very unfortunate and like i said I, I guess they wanted you know steven spielberg was thinking of not even finishing it because it was so bad but i yeah it didn't really say why he decided to just kind of keep going with it or whatever well it's because actually his lawyers told him not to to leave the project because that would look too suspicious oh and okay they say like yeah. hey you know just just keep on doing it you're, it would mm-hmm. it would look worse if you left than if you just Wait, continue man. to do it. The, I, and I, well, and unfortunately, I, the next segment, which is his segment, let's get the, to it. The weakest segment of the movie. You're the Weak. weakest segment. Get out I, of here. I, Real honestly, quick, I just like, I, I just want to add. There was no memorial at the end, right? It didn't say in tribute or in no. I don't think so. They didn't do that. What the hell? 
What were they said? I, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. That seems like a, a that was Street Fighter had you know Raúl Julio vaya con Dios. Like, how come this didn't have freaking Vic Morrow? <laughs> I think what the hell. I think because he died in the actual movie. Like, I think that'd be in poor taste. Well, why would I don't? Be, I don't. No, think that's that's good. A, how's that? They want to disassociate themselves. Yeah, you don't I, want it. Yeah, I don't even think they were doing totally that. Right? I don't even think they were doing that then, though. I don't think films were doing that. I think I think they did, what but I just don't. I wonder what was the first. Yeah. yeah, what was the yeah, first movie it. to ever do that at the end that said... In memoriam? Yeah, like, you know, tribute to, you know, Max and Chelsea. You guys were great hosts or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that means he's firing us, Chelsea. He's already fucking uh, yeah. Because no, he fa- just... fell down those manholes. No, there's, there's, <laughs> you know, there's going to be... Uh, you guys going to be at the con and... And like uh, a scaffolding light's gonna fall, and because you know, <laughs> some kids tap dancing, and he kicks his shoe, and it flies and hits, and it falls, and you know, <laughs> tap dancing. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, that that's uh, that was the first segment again, directed by yeah. John Landis and written by John Landis, the only one that was written strictly by the director and and directed by the because I was reading of what everybody did, and Landis actually wrote that one, so. So there you mm-hmm. have it. That was the first one. Uh, but now yeah. we're going to focus on the second one. And Chelsea's going to give you the plot line in which already she's starting off saying it's the <laughs> weakest of weak. the bunch with Scatman Crothers. Let me let me tell you. It's weak. Uh, I Whenever I watch this movie. because they're old. It, for, for <laughs> <laughs> they're physically weak. Yeah. Um, like the movie. It, should, it needs to be like Logan's run. Don't survive that long. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? Like when I watch this. You know, when I watched this, I watched it as a whole, but um, when I watch it for just because I want to, I skip this segment. Really? I'm sorry. I'm Come sorry. On, I don't care for it. This is, it's, it's, and this is why. The first segment is good, and because of all that bad stuff that happened, Steven Spielberg was like, okay, we need to, like, it, because it was so dark, we need to add some lightness to it. And it's too sugary sweet. This segment. It's it's a remake of of a, a episode by the same title, "Kick the Can." And um, I do like Scatman Crothers because I like The Shining, and he's in The Shining. That's yeah, cool. True. Um, and he was but in, like that. in the the uh, oh yeah, and then um, <laughs> remember here Scatman? I just think of that '90s song. I'm the Scatman. Sorry. Come on, and um, anyway, but the original episode is is way better. First of all, it builds up the characters because you get thirty minutes, uh, or I guess I don't know how long that's but you I don't know. They just did better building up the characters and and giving them more of a character arc. And this ten minutes, you've learned kind of what's it, it's too limited, I think. And um, I mean, it's it's good. It basically, if you haven't seen it, it's. It's an old. It takes place in an old folks' home, and um, uh, you know, Scatman Crothers plays the magical black guy. Of course, like in other <laughs> movies, you got to have the magical black guy. Um, and Man, so he wasn't. He was a magical black guy in The Shining because he he's had really the good at playing magical black guy. Yeah, yeah, he, ha- he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's up, Doc? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> <What was that>? <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> he says that in The Shining. I watched that movie a lot. <laughs> I just like that was it was so, so random, but that was cool. I like that. Go for it. Um. Anyway, so he comes and he's like, "Let's play kick the can," and um, you know, all the old people turn young, 
and except for one old man, he he doesn't. I it's I guess and he's just that grumpy old people. man. He's he's grumpy and and uh, and they all turn young, but they they're all excited to be young and play the game and stuff. But then they look back and they're like. Oh man, I don't want to be young again. Like I don't want to watch all the people I love die, and and I don't want to. That's if I was the kid, that'd be me. I don't want to go to school again. <laughs> Chelsea, you're okay. usually good at voices, like the the. the <laughs> so can you do that girl's voice? I like the oh, way she talks. That come on, is, that, that, as the much one as, with like the deep voice. Yeah, I marry or whatever. Can you do her voice? <laughs> I don't want to see all my friends die again. I don't know. I don't know. You sounded like the, the Monsters, Inc. lady. I'll be watching you. <laughs> Without I'll be always watching you. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just never... Um, I thought, yeah, the first one was... The best, to me, the best segment is the, um, is the one after this one. Um... And my personal taste. But yeah, I don't know. This one was weak. They needed a sugary, sweet kind of one to follow up the dark one of this. And I guess he was, Steven Spielberg was going to do a completely different yeah. segment or something. He was going right? to do, um, he was going to have an original story that was similar to the episode Masks. But oh, okay. it was a story of kids turning into their Halloween costumes. Oh, see, that would have been way better. That's way cooler. But then they had budget concerns. So then they were going to remake the fan favorite Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, the paranoia of neighborhood accusing one another of being an alien. And then weird stuff happens. And then they're trying to figure out who the alien is. So there was yeah. actually, you know, two different stories. But then, you know, Spielberg was distraught because um, of the death of the kids. Yeah. And he feared he would never be trusted to work with kids again. Mm-hmm. And he had a history of working with kids, um, you know, with E.T. at this time. And I think... I mean, he produced a lot of the lot. films that featured kids, yeah. like Goonies. Like Goonies, right. And Goonies yeah. was after this. So, But he thought he was going to be prevented from working with kids. And so he, again, he just wanted to leave the project. But, um, you know, his lawyer said, no, you, you might as well just stay in and go with it. So. Yeah. And do something else. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's it's okay. It's a nice, like, break <laughs> from previous, but it's just not as good, I think. Um, I do like, I like the actors in it. I think they all do, like, a fantastic job and stuff. And But um, I don't know. It's it's very weak. Well, did you know it was filmed in less than a week? I mean, hey. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> There, was, there you go. But there was no passion in it. You could just it tell. Oh, you weak. can tell. Yeah, it's very just well, kind of no, slapped no. together. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with that. There, the, I, I got to give it to the old grumpy white man at the very end. See, that? That's I like that part where when he sees the, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I seriously thought it was a story about Peter Pan because I thought that boy was Peter Pan. But um, when he goes out the window, because he kind of flies away, it's weird. But when he goes out the window, that's when the old man, like, calls him and he walks up to him and he's like, take me with you. And he's like almost in tears. Like, that's he, true. he realizes his mistake. Like, dude, I've been this old grumpy fart. Like, I yeah. regret. I, I, I want to be young. I want to be a part of this. But he's been such a stubborn bastard in which... You see afterwards, he's more happy. He's kicking the can. He's playing. Mm-hmm. And even the old man kind of says, like, it's coming. Like, don't worry, fans. Like, he looks at the camera, and then he goes to the next retirement home, and that's when they're like, we've been expecting.
protecting you and you know like cool he's gonna help these old people so i i mean i like that like i get what you mean it is like the weakest but i mean for me mm-hmm. I, I i still i still enjoyed it i thought it was fun you know you got the old black man and all these old people because it's like it's scary Same. because like all these people they're all dead now you know they're all it's like based on when they were true you know so yeah. it's very morbid but when you think about it, it's like it sucks because at one point we're gonna be that we're gonna mm-hmm. be old like that and we're gonna look back and be like God, like, I remember when I was a kid, we're going to look back and be like, man, remember when we would just mess around, we would go biking, riding, running, whatever, just sitting, talking with our friends about Twilight Zone and stuff like that. Like, like it, it just, it sucks because that's what scares me because, like, I start seeing, like, all these old actors dying and then they always show them when they were young and, and fit and whatever or, or just young and active and you're like, God damn, like, we're all, that's all gonna be us one day, man. We're all gonna die. Like, we're all gonna be we're all gonna die. die. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe because I'm, like, like older now or something, but it is scary because it's like, dude, that's gonna be us one day. We're all gonna be like that. And we're all gonna look back and be like, I remember when I was a kid, that old lady, she couldn't dance because her back hurt. You know, the other old man, it was before Viagra, so he was all about, like, I wanna go through puberty again and be with the ladies. You know, the other, you know, it's just like, like, you had the other guys like, I remember climbing trees, but he's overweight, so he can't do that, you know? And it's just, like, all Depressing. these people, Yeah, it, it is kind of, you know, it, it is sad, but then they yeah. give them that as kids, but then they realize, like, I don't want to be a kid. This yeah. is fun, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I personally, I, I still enjoyed it, but, mm-hmm. you know, if it, it, it's still, I, I understand it is the weakest, because even the reviews based on it, they named that one the weakest one. Yeah, so. it is. It just, it just is. I mean, calling it what... It just is, because even there's just not a lot there to work with. Like, even the way it's shot mm-hmm. and the lighting, it's just very bland. That's why I don't have much to say about it, because it's just kind of bland. It's generic. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the last one, Chelsea. You could talk about the last one, but I guess we should move on to the next segment. So, Max, you, you, you handle the next segment. This one is, uh, is directed by the previous... Uh, director that we talked about uh joe dante uh he did the burbs that's the last film that we did so and now this one is uh so yeah so max has this segment so tell us about this segment max yeah so it's based off of the um the episode it's a good life and it's out of i think out of all well i don't know but this is pretty it's pretty close to the original as far as story and stuff yeah maybe Mm -hmm. the next one is is closer but um, it's about this boy who terrorizes his neighborhood, terrorizes his family. And the original, uh, which is interesting, is the original, uh, it, it talks about this boy named Anthony. And Anthony, like, transports these people to, like, a cornfield. But in this remake, he transports people into TV land. And uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but did you did you guys catch who his older sister was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny, Bart. it's Nancy Cartwright, yeah. And then there's this part where she, you could totally hear Bart's voice when she's yeah. talking to the woman and stuff. Yeah, I mean, when she's kind of yelling, not yelling yeah. at her, but kind of like warning her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you hear Bart all the way. And it's yeah. cool because that's what they did. The Treehouse of Terror did, they did that, yeah. that episode. It makes Every, me wonder yeah. because do you think like when they when they were doing that paying homage, she's like, you know I was in that movie, right, guys? <laughs> or they I think knew. I think oh, they sure. did because when you they um the Simpsons also did the what's the the terror at 
what's how many feet is it or whatever the next segment where yeah, the guy the on the plane they do that one too and you'll notice that like it looks more like the movie yeah. version than the than the um television version yeah for the and Simpsons they did, one. The, the, see i don't know about the recent ones but those were good i remember i liked those those are fun mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh <laughs> <Nah>, go on <laughs> you guys are funny Dude, I'm fighting. I'm fighting the, the, the fatigue right now, man. All right, so uh, <laughs> Kathleen Quinlan, right? She plays the, the chick Helen. Mm-hmm. That's her, right? She's in she's in this one. So so there's this woman, and she finds out what's going on in, the, um, in this neighborhood, in this family. So she goes into this house, and she figures out that this boy is totally uh, running the show and running the house, and there's something kind of creepy going on and what this boy is doing is he's putting his family in a hostage situation because he's threatening them to put them in this tv land type of thing and what i love about the message it's it's talking about kids uh kids are damaged by watching too much tv and it's like a total social commentary on that but um what what i think what i love about this freaking segment is the the rob Bowden special effects, the creature effects. Oh yeah! And um, for those who don't know, uh, Rob Bowden is the guy who um, is, was the responsible for the thing, and he did all those creature effects. But it's awesome because it's the 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 effects, especially that like weird rabbit looking thing. That oh, freaks me out. I love it so. Awesome. It's so beautiful. It reminds me of like a twisted like Roger Rabbit type. Yes. Like, Every time I see it, I just think of, like, Roger Rabbit oh, that, like, yeah. had the green ooze from t- TMNT, and then this is what happened. The music they play with it, and it's shaking and everything. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Still kind of, like, it's still pretty creepy today, I think. Yeah, and it's just, like, that's what I love about practical effects. And, like, Rob Bowden, to this day, is, like, I consider him the best. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's my all, all-time favorite. And, yeah. um... Because the way that he can just take things and he puts emotion into the images that you see and stuff. And especially, like, this one, like, it's not really frightening, but it's, like, kind of like you're creeped out because of the colors that he uses, the the, the brightness of it, even the lighting, it yeah. hits it. Um, but I I love this this one. This one probably is my favorite out of... Um, and, and don't forget the, the weird Tanzanian yeah, this is, devil thing. I think... This yeah. is the best segment in the in the movie, I think, for sure. Yeah. It, it, so, it, it seems like the longest, too, for me. I don't know why. It yeah, it's the best. Like... And I, it's my favorite, Joe Dante, so. Yeah. Well, you yeah. don't forget, like, you gotta, you, I mean, uh, the weird, because there was the, the weird bunny, but then there was that Tasmanian devil thing that came out right. of the TV. That that yeah. weird visual effects. Well, there. and the sister with the no mouth. Oh, that always yeah. scared me freaky. as a kid. That was so freaky. freaky. Yeah, this this movie used to scare me as a little kid because I was like, "What is this?" And it was scary. Like, yeah, that that was weird. That was, you know what? I agree. This is probably my favorite one too. It is it is considered one of the best ones too. And just the way the house that he's in is designed is really cartoony and awesome. I always like the way that looked too. Yeah, totally. Now, and that's like saying, like, this one you could tell with, there was effort, there was passion, there was, oh, yeah, there was a drive. Dude, and that's Dante, like, man. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, you know, he was, he was a, he was still young at, in he his, was, he, he was, yeah. 
coming. He was new so. in the, yeah, and so that's why he's like, F this, I gotta knock this out of the park. Yeah, so mm-hmm. of course he did and an he awesome did. job. Yeah. Now, and I, it was, oh, go ahead, Sam. Oh, I was just gonna ask you guys about really quickly the ending. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because I was watching this and this is the first time this has ever popped in my mind watching this. So at the very end, uh, the little boy is left with that lady, right? And they go away, they run away. But the thing is, the thing that really stuck out to me this time, I felt like it was a sinister ending because when the woman learned that he had powers, it made it seem like she wanted to take advantage of his powers and wanted to teach him to use them for bad because that's the way she's like i know your powers and i could be your teacher and i could show you how to use them and you can do great things with them and stuff but i felt like it was very much of like you know this is like in a sense magneto and that's mystique i'm "I'm gonna teach that i i I just it felt like god i've never noticed that like it just it seemed like it was a darker ending than it should have been did you you guys feel about that you can see it that way because she even the look on her face and Anthony yeah. is, like, too calm and too, like, I'm in control, you know? It's still, like, he still has that same demeanor of, like, hey, I'm in control of this situation, and he's even in control of her, you know? Yeah. So it's it's not like, oh, he has this, like, yeah, she's not in control, man. Like, the kid's yeah. in control. So but she does, though, like, when I watched it, I do agree. There is, like, she's got a little bit of a sense of... Of, you know, maybe I could benefit from this in a way. Yeah, because she has um, nothing. But it's it differs from the original, where the original is really like ends not like good at all, and this ends because like he even says like oh I sent them back home like they're they're safe they're they're fine. It's true. It gives it a little bit of a nicer tone. To the the TV one is not a nice tone, oh. but with the addition of how she kind of acts to it to the end. Kind of gives it more sinisterness, yeah. I guess. And Ron Howard was in the original one, right? He was the kid, wasn't it? No, it's oh. Bill Mummy. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's actually in the diner. Yeah, so is Dick Miller. Yeah, see, you mentioned Dick Miller's that. in every Joe Dante Hell movie. Hell yeah. yeah. See, that, that's his um, John Ratzenberger. That's- yeah. Totally. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. Right. So, no, but I think, like, It's a Good Life. That's probably, like, top three most popular episodes from the from the show for sure yeah like whenever people think of like the episodes it's this one they think of because of how creepy you know uh anthony was and you got to think like in the 50s things were different like kids knew their place you know they actually like Mm. listened to their parents and their elders yeah you know they were well they were seen not heard i guess you could say yeah definitely well and and a lot of that was part of the 60s and the the rebellion and that and that's when we saw hippies and stuff but it was that controlling like 50s this is how rock and roll music was bad yeah but then all that like you know i don't i don't remember which year it's a good life came out but you know you're talking about early 60s you know kids kids were not considered like really anything really Mm -hmm. they weren't you know so to have a kid be in control it's kind of crazy you know Imagine. Especially back then. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love Dante's twist on it being TV, not a cornfield. Yeah. So he just made, he modernized it. And again, I mentioned it, but it's it's talking about how TV is, is pretty damaging to kids and even the control that TV has on, on kids. So Did, did, the, did the sister <laughs> live? 
afterwards? Did oh, she get know. saved or she was still dead? I don't know. That's what I always wondered. She like, did get she did get like eaten or something. Yeah, and then later on when he wishes everybody away, like I'm wondering if she also got wished away into safety or she's still dead. Don't, don't know. know. Alright. <laughs> crazy. Well, it's almost worse that she would like live because it doesn't say like everything's back to normal. They just He just sent them away. Yeah. Like that yeah. could you imagine like the older sister, like she gets a mouth back and like She's like, no, just kill me. And like, there was a bunch of cars outside. Did you notice that they were all just there, like a bunch of cars? There was like about like uh, it looked like about four or five cars. So yeah. that means oh. like, obviously they weren't the first. Like, there's a lot of other people, and they've mm-hmm. all been killed or wished away. So yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, how many people have been through that with that little boy? You know, and I want to know what happened to the real parents. Because she said that you don't even want to know what he did to his real parents. Right. And I wish I knew. Like, I hate when they don't tell us. Because I want to morbidly, like, I'll think about what probably happened. But it's like, God, I want them just to tell me. instead of. That's what we need. We need a remake of this. A spinoff. That would be awesome. The Aftermath. Yes, exactly. Well, there needs to be more anthology movies, I think. Or anything. I like anything that's um, anthology horror. So, like, Creep Show. Trick or you know. treat? Ooh, creep show. Why trick, are we having this? Trick or treat is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, trick or treat's good. There's a new one coming out. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. Is it um Thanksgiving based or no, Christmas? It's Christmas. But the guy who did No, the trick, horror one. The is guy who did Trick or Treat is doing this movie called Crumpus. I just saw the trailer. Oh. And it looks amazing. You got I, I forgot. Ooh, I was gonna send good. it to you, Chelsea, because I'm like, I knew you're gonna be in love with it. Yeah. It's called Crumpus. It looks so good. And it's filled with comedians. That's what's awesome about it. It's a horror movie with comedians. It's so cool. All right. So let's, let's, now that we've got, we got the final one, the final one. So Chelsea, take it away. Okay. Well, okay. I can't remember. What's it? It's um, Terror Uh, at Terror at 20,000 feet. Terror at 20, what? Is it Nightmare or Terror? Nightmare. Nightmare. Nightmare at 20,000 feet? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, this is a remake of a classic one, which the classic one stars Captain Kirk uh, or <laughs> um, William Shatner, <laughs> if you want to call him that. Um, that's the original one. And um, this this one's pretty good. Yeah, um, not the strongest, like, uh, it's a good life, but it's I think it's very good due to... Um, Lithgow. What, uh, Lithgow's uh, action. fan. Fantastic. His performance. Oh, beautiful. Dr. S- what is it? Solomon. Uh, I watched yeah. a lot of uh, that show. Third Rock from a Sun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he does great at it. Um, anyway, but it's it's this guy. He's, he's terrified of flying, and he's got to get on this plane. And he's just terrified of it, and he's freaking out. And he's freaking everybody else out around him. And he starts to see um, a creature on the wing. Right, he he thinks he sees something on the wing, and uh, he's just like freaking out, and everybody else is getting like nervous around him and everything, and and finally you see like he opens up the window, and there's like cr- this awful creature, which the makeup is really good too, yep, yet it, like very good because the <laughs> the um the original 
one is like ridiculous looking. It's like oh. a guy. It's like half bear suit. It looks like lips. the gorilla suit that Poison Ivy wears in. Um, oh yeah, Batman yeah, Batman and Robin. Robin. Yeah, God, that's um, so terrible. And you can at one point in the old episode, um, you can see that he's wearing like sneakers. Yeah, you know, so it's like really bad. Um, but this one is really good. And, um, really good. And they're just like freaking out. And do they, they, um, they have to take the plane down, right? Well, they hit a storm. What do they do? Oh, they they hit the storm, right? Yeah. And, uh, when they get down though, they see, they, they have to, they like take them to jail or they freak out or whatever. Because of asylum. Yeah, asylum. But they do notice that there was like damage on the wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Holy Toledo. (laughs) <laughs> That's literally what the it. guy says. Holy Toledo, what happened up there? And this one was what directed by uh, Mr. George, Miller himself. Now, Miller, I, yeah. I want to I want to do a correction. Miller wrote Babe. He didn't direct it, but he did write and direct the second one. So he uh, he didn't direct the first one, but he did write it. Oh, okay. I just That's what I thought because I looked it up and it didn't say that he was directed you know, or directed you Babe. It up. <laughs> And, um, anyway, it's really good. But then at the end, when they take him in the ambulance, it kind of ties it together because, um, it's Dan Aykroyd in the ambulance asking, you want to see something real scary? Just like the beginning. And I guess they were going to have it be more intertwined. Is that what I read? Yeah. And so that's kind of the connection towards the end there. But But, um, it makes me wonder how they, because that was the one thing they found it problematic, how they're, how they're going to pull it off, but they did kind of keep it intact and it, it you know it's funny because like your your quick plot summary was like yeah there's nothing really it's so fast it's 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 it is just kind of what it is i do think though um in the original episode um uh william shatner had a wife character with him that kind of comforted him and gave him you know like a sense of safety yeah in this they totally get rid of having like a wife character so he's alone he's paranoid it makes you more nervous for the character it's way more than you would too. yeah it's it, yeah it gives off more of a tensity and obviously the effects are better you know it's not a bear costume or whatever and um <laughs> i i do i do think it's a little bit better than than the original but i mean you know but let's talk about the freaking gremlin because to me it looks like the the dumb bunny from Donnie Darko. If that it does bunny, a little. If that bunny made a baby with a predator, this is what this gremlin would look like. Yeah. It's got like the predator braids and stuff. Like, they did a good job of like not showing it too much, though. Like oh, they, you don't really get a completely clear uh, image. You know, it's there. Usually, there's like rain in front of it, smoke. I love smoke effects. Um, <laughs> smoke. You don't, and it's very. You know, the, there's flashes of lightning. It's kind of like it reminded me. Obviously, not as good, but you know, the first uh, Alien movie where you don't really see the alien that much. Again, it's shadows, the lighting, uh, uh, fog effects that kind of hide the way it looks and everything. And I think they did a great job of not completely showing it, which, yeah. freaks, I mean, the more you don't see it, the more you're scared of it. And I think, you know, you know I, I believe what they were trying to do, uh, I could be wrong, obviously, but I believe it's like what we saw is kind of how he saw it. Like, when he looked yep. out the window, he, he didn't have a good view of it. So that's kind of how we were seeing it. We got no right. clear view, nothing. And that I remember when I was a kid, it used to make me mad because I was like, God, I, I'm like, I know there's something there, but it's so hard to see. And then now as an adult, 
I appreciate that. Like, cause it's just so like, it makes sense because if we're his eyes, that's how it would look. We, we can't, yeah. it's raining. There's a bunch of clouds. Like we'd be like, what the hell is that? I can't, I can't barely see. And it's crazy. Because, well, he, he shoots the window open, right? Yeah. And he, he climbs out of the like plane and no, everything. He gets sucked out. Or but, sucked out, the whatever. Big, the, the big dude holds him. Yeah. And I love the facial expression. Like, oh. I don't know if you guys caught this. It's really hard to see. But <laughs> when he looks and then he oh, yeah. lets open the blind, they cut to his face. Oh, and there's oh. a split second where his eyes bulge yes, out. Yes, yes. It's like you have to go like. Uh, frame by frame. Yeah, totally. It goes cartoonized. You know yeah. yeah, I'm going to post it and actually do it. Because sometimes we have a tendency of saying we're going to post it and we never do it. I'm going to post it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, I'm going to post it at the picture of his eyes just popping yeah, out. It's like, like but yeah. it's it's so awesome. I'm like, wait, what is that? You have to, like, rewind it and, like, yeah. frame by frame. Dude. And it was so weird because it's like he, he, it, 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 like he shoots at it. It notices him. And he he runs it runs up to him and then just grabs his face, but then when he lets go, he just like does his like no 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 you know he does like that yeah, basketball he, he player wha- the, yeah he like no, no, wags no. his finger. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then, I least love that commercial. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and and like you see its face and it's cool because again the practical effects beautiful looks great like even though it's weird it's like I love because it was a gremlin and then it just flies away he goes wee you know and it goes away. And that's it. That's the whole story. Man afraid, sees something on the plane. Everybody's like, you're a moron. What are you doing? Freaking him out. He's actually able to look out, and he saves the day. And, yeah, at the end, they know that the engine blew out. So they're like, mechanics, all right, we got to fix this engine. And boom, he was right all along. And that mm-hmm. that's it. That's the whole movie there. That's the whole anthology. Yeah. But what I love about this last the last segment is you don't really know as the audience – whether he's crazy or he's telling the truth. Right. You know, because the way they film it, like you were saying, Sanch, like, they don't show the creature. And, you like, as the audience, you're, like, battling. Wait, is he crazy? Does he actually see it? Or is it just in his mind? Oh, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's but good. Then at the end, the, the <laughs> they tell us that he yeah. was right all along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Ray stands at the end, takes him away in the ambulance, and... <laughs> And that's it. I think it was interesting just how George Miller got on this project uh, real quickly. So he came to the U.S. from Australia um, because that's what Mad Max, you know, he's promoting Mad Max. Yeah. And he went to the WB about distributing Mad Max. And then he ends up meeting up with Spielberg. And then they're like, oh, yeah, why don't you just make this last segment? So it's like, how crazy is that? Like that Mad Max led to this 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 last segment so yeah and you know george miller just went off and really that was that was his intro to to making movies in america so that is so cool yeah so there you have it ladies and gentlemen so our final thoughts on freaking the twilight zone the movie so we'll start from left to right so chelsea i'm seeing you so you go then max and then i'll give my thoughts so what are your overall rating of the film as a whole um, we kind of said the film, but how do you feel about this movie? Does it hold up? Um, what do you think? Um, okay. Um, uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, mm, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. 
and I think it's pretty good. If you're a fan of the Twilight Zone, like, I, I kind of grew up, I grew up watching the Twilight Zone as a kid, and then I, then I later saw the movie, and so I was excited to see, you know, what they were going to do with it. Yeah. And, um, so, I mean, I looked at it that way. It's good. Like I said, the middle part is very weak. Um, I definitely think that the accident totally, you know, affected it to where it could have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the, all the directors in it are fantastic. I'm a big fan of Joe Dante and, and everything. Um, does it hold up? Um, I don't know. It's definitely, it's definitely a watch if you, if you like, uh, the Twilight Zone and everything. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it's a fairly good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right, Max, what are your thoughts? I'd give it a six and a half gremlins over ten. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that Joe Dante didn't do the, the one with the gremlin. And, like, you know, because he does gremlins. The next the next movie he does is gremlins. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be a cool, like, fight. Like, you know how they had, like, celebrity death match? We should have, like, the gremlin from... Twilight Zone versus, like, Gremlins, like, you know, Gizmo and stuff like that. That would be a dope fight. Who would win? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, um, it's a good movie. It's got its slow parts. It's got its charm. Um, you know, it, it's not boring. It's totally worth it uh, to watch it. I wouldn't pass on this, not, not at all. And even if you see it, like, in a bargain bin for, like, five or ten bucks, like, pick it up. It's, it's worth having in your... It's an interesting film. Yeah, totally. And I think, like, they just knock knock out the, the concept of anthology because those are just rare to do, and it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to, it's to not get easy. four different stories, but you're telling one big story, right. you know? And the big story is this love of Twilight Zone. So I think as, like, uh, as fans go, I would love to see more movies like this, like more um, directors that, you know get together, like, why not have a Are You Afraid of the Dark anthology? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, hey, they're doing, hey, you know, they're doing a Goosebumps, right. but it's one story, but... It's stupid. It looks dumb. It looks awful, but I'm gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the visual effects looks terrible for that Bigfoot. Oh, oh yeah, dude, it looks bad. Yeah. Um, Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, I, I'm actually, I liked it as, as a whole. I was like, you know what, it still holds up, it's fun. It doesn't look cheesy to me, like, effects-wise. I mean, it's practical, and yet it still looks amazing to me. Um, again, I, wa- I went through the whole thing. I wasn't bored. I enjoyed it all the way through. It's fun. I wish they would do more stuff like this, but um, the one thing I want to say, like, if they were to do this today, a Twilight Zone today, what directors would you want to see do? Like, who, you know, there's four segments. Like, who would be the directors you would want each to do a segment like i would love to see of course because you know you had spielberg so you got to pick the new spielberg freaking jj i'd love to see jj abrams do a, a a segment uh christopher nolan do a segment uh uh, uh quentin tarantino yeah, and say. then mm-hmm. michelle gondry <laughs> those, those mm-hmm. oh those. he would do a crazy one right dude oh my god that would be so weird what about you guys who do you guys have any directors even if they're the same as me but like who would you want to see yeah my first thought was like quentin tarantino yeah, that was mine too <laughs> um may, maybe tim burton maybe um i don't know 
Teotomo would be good. Uh, Robert Rodriguez would be good. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, that's true. He, he, like, I love the, the Grindhouse films. That, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, like the... And and I think like when you have Tarantino and when you have Robert Rodriguez is they're actually lovers of film history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they love film, so I think you know they're fanboys, so that would come across. Also, I think Peter Jackson going back to his roots, oh, with horror, yeah, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. uh, because even like Lord of the Rings, like the whole Gollum when you when Smeagol and Gollum have those like interactions. It's actually really unnerving, and I think he could do some pretty, you know, crazy twists and some really creepy atmosphere. I would love to see Peter Jackson being in a chair and doing something like this. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be awesome. Okay, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stop! Like, okay, well, no. Well, I was like thinking, but I can't think of any anybody else. Um, no, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> you guys named all the good ones. Del Toro too. Oh, yeah, Guillermo. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Guillermo. Guillermo would be cool. Guillermo. Uh, and Guillermo then for, for fun, I would want to see a version with uh, U-Ball, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, <laughs> Mick G, and uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> that would okay. be, be a horrible version. How come none of us said Tim Burton? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, he doesn't. He, he'd do a whole film by himself, shit. I'd want to see him do the whole movie. In I, I, I said Tim Burton. Oh, you last did say Tim Burton? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, never mind. I'll, I'll erase that. All right, cool. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was our movie of the week. Now it's time for my segment, the final segment, the final count. No, it's not the countdown, but uh, it's my version. Now, I want to do kind of what uh like for instance what chelsea did she tried to relate it uh her her video to the song so i'm gonna try to do that every week and which is gonna be kind of hard um with 80 songs especially since i've already done a lot like i wanted to use one but i couldn't because i previously used it but today i'm gonna give you um this one's gonna relate with uh the george miller one uh, about you know the the nightmare at twenty thousand feet so today's Song of the week. I'm gonna give you Susie and the Banshees cover of The Passenger. So you know he's a passenger in a plane. Ooh, a good song. Yes, it was released in um, 1987, though years later from the film. But I figured it's like, okay, what do I, you know, you know, hey, he was a passenger on the plane. You know, he was freaked out. So that that I this is it's a very good um, version. Uh, and it 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 came off of their uh, they did a an album of cover versions called. Through the Looking Glass, uh, and I loved it. Like this song is so great. Like I, I have like this whole collection of Susie songs. Um, like I, I, I used to listen when back before iPod. So I had like a CD, and I remember I would just listen to it. Like I had all these songs from Susie and the Banshees. I would listen to it. So I, I really enjoy Susie. Even even '90s Susie. You know, um, there's a song I love. I wish I could use like a few of them, but I can't because it's from the '90s. You know, but. I'll give you this one, you know. So, yeah, this this week's song of the week is going to be Susie and the Banshees' uh, cover version of The Passenger, originally sung by Chelsea who? Iggy Pop. Yeah, there you go. Woo. I was kind of scared <laughs> for a second. I'm like, oh, shit. Were you? Nope, I got it. No. All right, cool. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Give us your, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, Max, Chelsea, give us your final thoughts before we head out. I think my final thoughts is the Twilight Zone is still 
here to stay, um, which is interesting. We didn't even talk about, but this actually, this movie kind of spawned the Twilight Zone 85 series. Oh, yeah, it and, did. I forgot. Yeah, mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about that. But, yeah, there's three seasons. There's so much and, to talk about, dude. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's a ride at Disneyland. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, if you look at it, it's one man who suffered some horrific things. He saw some horrific things. And out of that, he expressed himself in imagination. And it really opened the door for a lot of, sci-fi to be in the forefront you know um i think in ways the twilight zone allowed things like star trek to happen and for it to to actually be on television and stuff like that so it's just it's pretty cool like twilight zone there's some hardcore twilight zone fans out there and um i think it's time you know it's 2015 we should have a remake of the twilight zone or i know know we had the x-files and stuff but let's let's get the twilight zone an update and we can like super dope so uh, yeah. let's do it. Let's have a petition. Let's do it right now. Let's just make it well, all just three of in general. It's more anthology shows. Yeah, totally. More. They did one called Fear Itself a couple years ago. That was really good. And I think John Landis did some for it. And Masters of Horror. I don't know if you've yeah, ever Masters of Horror. seen that. Um, is really good. But yeah, there definitely needs to be more and anthology of, stuff. I think isn't there of a death. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and VHS. I never saw that, VHS though. VHS, yeah. Those are all good, good indie stuff and, to watch. Uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, my dad was... That's so weird to that. My dad was in the hospital. <laughs> that was on, and he was watching, and we walked in. <laughs> we were just watching. Isn't it Dad, garbage? what are you watching? I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, he was on so much medicine. Ever. He loved it. He was on all that medicine. He's like, oh, my gosh. Uh. <laughs> that kid can act. <laughs> Oh man! Comes right. <laughs> a werewolf later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, wait. You, uh, I guess your final thoughts, Charles. Yeah, my final thoughts is uh, like Max. Bring back anthology. Bring back Twilight Zone to the forefront. Um, it's an obscure kind of. I feel like this is sort of an obscure movie for when you think '80s. You're not like Twilight Zone the movie. Um, but it's a good movie. Uh, of course, if you've ever had any interest in Twilight Zone, check it out. Um, it's just good. It's a good little time capsule for the 80s. And um, yes. I dig it. Be careful when you're on the plane. There might be a gremlin on the wing. Yeah. Remember, you can never tell. There might be a gremlin on or something, right? That's it go. Make sure to you, your TV might be on the fritz and your this and that. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, make sure to turn on all the lights in there because you never can tell. There might be a gremlin in your house. Ding, 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 ding. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. And it has the cats in the song, too. I don't even, hey, wait, I don't think we've done gremlins. I don't no, think. Let's do gremlins. Look, we're, I can't, I'll have to take a picture of it, but I just got that. Oh, nice. that's awesome. I'll have to take a photo. It's that's a spin? It's a, yeah, it's like a wristband. Um, they had one of Gizmo and they had one of, of, uh, it looks like the the okay. flasher one, you know. Yeah. But I'll, maybe I'll take a picture. Oh yeah. It's really good like that, that right? That it's a. I got this at a Hot Topic, so it's like one of those like plastic band things. Oh, Hot yeah. Topic. And, uh, huh? It's green. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the Hot Topic. Get out of Hit up your local mall, guys. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think? What's what are your final thoughts, Sanch? Uh, my final thoughts is. It, it, it sucked being in timeout because we were playing kick the can, but it's been a, it's been a good life. 
but sadly, there's been a nightmare at 20,000 feet. So I think it's time we get in that DeLorean and travel back to the future.
No.